OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateria, joined by Alice and Aletha. Al, how'd you like that quiet intro? That nice threw me change. off. What the heck? This is this is going to be a weird day. Pe- people have been chirping me about my loud intro, so, you know, let's just seeing how the quiet intro goes. So there we go. Uh, we are joined today. If you're watching us on Twitch.tv, you're going to see... what. Tell us who this guy is. But we are joined by uh, Rod Lloyd... Zelda Dungeon Managing Editor, and resident from software expert who has a uh, a webcam malfunction. So instead, we have a picture. Instead of Rod, we have a picture of... Sir Gideon off near the all-knowing. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yes. Your, your, wise, your wise guide throughout Elden Ring. You know what? The name Gideon does kind of ring a bell. So we'll, we'll dive into the round table hold. He gives the instructions. He's in a library. He's got a bunch of books. Uh, Did Andy even get to the roundtable hold? That's the question. Probably not. Wow. Is is the roundtable hold the, like the place that you warp and like everyone's you can buy yeah, stuff? Everyone's like the, chilling there. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I did make it there. I I I've spent a little bit of time with this game. Okay. Or just 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 <laughs> not maybe as much as others. But anyways, we. Uh, we're getting off the rails already here, which is actually pretty appropriate because for today's show, um, what I wanted to do originally was do a show about what Tears of the Kingdom could learn from its contemporary games, and uh, there's two in particular, Elden Ring and Horizon Zero Dawn. We're going to talk about both today, but um, my format idea for the show kind of got a little bit twisty-turny because as I play... Elden Ring, I, I came to a <laughs> conclusion that I, I'm going to share with you guys in a little bit. But um, before we get there, I just, uh, I have to to reflect upon last week and congratulate my friend on the other side, Allison Aletha, for leading Team ZeldaCast to victory over Omega yeah. Metroid. How does we it feel? It. 
feels pretty good. I was very not confident at all whatsoever, despite what I said at the beginning of the episode. But uh, I got some good questions in there, so that made me feel good. But it was only a few compared to Adriel. She came in clutch for us, and she carried us all the way, and that was fantastic. So yay, we did it. Now we're tied. That's right. So we got like a rubber match set for next year. And, and Rod, I think we need some kind of like special stipulation. I don't know. Some kind of some kind of something for the blow off to this feud. Mm. I I can't think of anything. I'm like the how, the the winner. How how does Hell in a Cell work for trivia? Well, we have a year to figure that out. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Al. Uh, you know there there have been there been some accusations bandied about that maybe the uh, the Metroid questions were a little bit harder than the Zelda questions, and to the people lobbying those uh accusations around i just want you to know that you're right it's true <laughs> See, what could i say <laughs> i wanted the rubber match and i thought you Fair guys enough. needed i thought you guys needed a bit of help frankly after after last year's performance but I maybe mean, that was just Corey. Fair. i don't know to be fair it's like it's just one of those things where i feel like it could honestly go either way because most of us over here at zelda don't have a lot of metroid knowledge but I feel like a lot of people that play Metroid m overlap more into Zelda than vice versa. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. I'm not saying all. I said most. So you know what I mean? So I feel like it could go either way. But more, it's more leaning towards the Metroid side, in my opinion. I agree. I think that's a fair statement. And like, because, you know, I've, I've had to kind of push you guys to, to play Metroid. Whereas mm -hmm. at, on the Zelda or on the Metroid side, those guys, they, they haven't played all. Zelda games, but everyone's played at least like a few. So I, I think that's right. a fair statement that that you made. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Next year is going to be the big, uh, the big blow off, the big, uh, the big rubber match. So that'll be fun. Um, speaking of Omega Metroid, one thing before we get going here is that uh, Omega Metroid has a merch store, which you can check out by going to omegametroid.com, by the way. And um, on that merch store, it's not just Metroid stuff, although you can get some Omega Metroid socks now if you want them. But there is some uh, there's some Zelda stuff there as well, including a brand new ZeldaCast design that is our ZeldaCast logo, but featuring the classic Champions Cast colors. So like the classic blue tunic and like the, the brown sleeves and stuff like that brought me, uh, made me nostalgic for, uh, for that logo and that little blue fella. So that's over at the Omega Metroid uh, Etsy shop. You can check it out just by going to Omega Metroid. You can click on merch. It's at the top. There's also uh, some classic marathon shirts there too, like the, the Moblin Club uh, Heels Pateri shirt is there. So check it out. And I made some pretty cool Metroid shirts too, if I don't mind saying so myself. Uh, so if you're, if you're feeling nostalgic, you can go in and grab a Champions Cast variant of the Zelda Cast logo. Okay, that's enough plugging. Because we've got a lot to dive into today. We've got not one, but two games that we are going to discuss at length. And I think that we should start off with arguably the bigger title. It was the biggest game across the, the entire gaming landscape in the last 12 months. Um, had a lot of hype, a lot of renown going into it, a lot of anticipation. And I think that I think that the anticipation was was paid off, was justified, you know, this... This game won multiple Game of the Years. It, it sold incredibly well. Of course, I'm talking about Elden Ring, developed by From Software. So, Rod, you, you're a you're a big From Software guy, right? You've, yep. you've played all the titles. I yeah, I have. I've played every game from Demon Souls 
like in the Souls line of games, because From Software is actually like deceptively big. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have the Armored Core series, and they have uh, you know a bunch of little titles like 3D Thought Game Heroes was a From Software game. If you remember that Zelda like, mm-hmm. um, but their Souls line, as directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki, I've played everything from Demon Souls to Elden Ring. Um, and it's funny you brought me on to kind of be the Elden Ring apologist, even though in my opinion, Elden Ring is one of my least favorite. <laughs> right. Well, which is, I think, a differing opinion than most people. The most people like Elden Ring the best. I think they think that one is the best, uh, the most approachable, and has the most options. But right, I, I think it's a little too much of a good thing. So, so the big draw of Elden Ring. Let's start from the beginning. So, the big draw of Elden Ring is that it, it presented like a big Breath of the Wild style. Let's just call it open world uh, combined with like the classic gameplay mechanics of of like the souls games is that that's a fair yeah, statement yeah. I would it's, say, right? it's dark souls with an open world uh, i like to call it dark souls with a lot of real estate in between right so before we talk about this game we should because i want i have a statement to make and then we'll get into the actual nitty-gritty about elden ring and and i'm really curious to, to for you to detail your experience with it al and walk us through exactly what happened but before we get there i do want to say so like so i myself I'm not a big From Software guy. Not because I disliked them ever, but I, I just I never played a game. So when I bought my PlayStation 4 a couple of years ago, um, I bought it off a guy, and it came with a copy of Bloodborne. And so Bloodborne sat on my shelf for forever, just like years and years and years. And uh, I just I just never got around to playing it. And I've heard from like so many different people, like yeah, Bloodborne is one of the best games ever. It's such an awesome game. It's one of the greatest games. And and Rod, I, I think you would have agreed with that, right? Yeah, I th- I think it's my favorite, other than the first Dark Souls game. But hearing your experiences, it may not have the best on ramp for people who haven't played the Souls games. It kind of just throws yes. you into the deep end, like more so than even the other games do. So I played Bloodborne, and I hated it. I. <laughs> Maybe hate is it, I don't know. Cause we messaged a lot. I was I was messaging you just you, being you like, were this pretty is garbage. Negative. Like you were yeah. pretty negative because like maybe hate is appropriate then. But I like there is there was a fun game buried in there somewhere, right? Like when when everything works, I feel like Bloodborne was pretty fun, but it just it wasn't enough for me. So I probably played like 10, 15 hours, and I was just like you know what, I, no, I'm not doing this anymore, this isn't fun, there's a bunch of mechanics that I just, like, I, I hated. So, it gave me kind of a, a negative perception of the of the Souls games. Let's just call let's just call the From Software games the Souls games. Um, Soulsborne, yeah, if you, if you will. Soulsborne. So, so, you know, fast forward, Elden Ring comes out, it's winning all these games years, everyone I'm talking to is, like, like loving it, like, even our pal Gooey Fame, like, uh, you know, I, I talked to him I don't know, almost every day. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, this Elden Ring game is so awesome. You love it. You, you got to get over it, or you got to play it. So I'm thinking to myself, like, well, okay, what a good show this would be. Like a contemporary open world, you know, next gen game that is probably going to be compared heavily to Tears of the Kingdom or, or vice versa, I guess I should say. So I'm going, I'm buying Elden Ring. I play it. And, uh, I've played about 30 hours of Elden Ring, give, give or take. I have probably about 30 hours. And I have a statement that I want to make to you guys. Are you ready? Actually, I'm ready. But before I make the statement, I want to preface it. 
with a couple things. One, I have not... So, like I said, the only Soulsborne games I've played have been Bloodborne and now Elden Ring. Um, two, this is going... What I'm about to say is going to sound extremely hokey coming from someone that hosts a Zelda podcast, but I would like to think that I have been appropriately critical of Zelda games where that criticism is due. And... Um, so I guess I guess just throwing that out there. Here I go. My initial idea for this show was what can Tears of the Kingdom learn from Elden Ring? But after playing 30 hours of Elden Ring, I am ready to officially say there is not one single aspect of Elden Ring that Breath of the Wild does not do better. Ooh. Not one. I've got thoughts on that. Not one. Now, 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 now. I'm not saying that Elden Ring is bad in any of those categories. I'm not. I just, like, when I look at Elden Ring and then Breath of the Wild, it's not even close, man. Like, it, like Breath of the Wild, to me, is, like, just so, so, so much better. And it's, like, if Tears of the Kingdom was just a carbon copy of Breath of the Wild, which <laughs> it looks kind of like it is at this point, that would be better to me than Elden Ring. So I, I have a few points that I want to go through and we can discuss and we can go down the list and we can talk about them. But Rod, initial reactions to that comment. I, th- so I, when I think about what I want from Tears of the Kingdom, I don't want it to be a lot like Elden Ring. I think I, they are very different experiences and um, I, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about it with, with specific topics, but like, the exploration in Breath of the Wild is unparalleled. Like the survivalist uh, uh, mechanics, you know, camping and cooking and climbing and surviving, uh, that's not present in Elden Ring at all. Mm-hmm. Very, very minimal, you know, and I feel like that's what makes me enjoy exploring in Breath of the Wild a whole lot more. Like just the physics and the way uh, the world reacts to, to different, you know, fires and wind and everything else. That stuff is not present in Elden Ring. No, uh, but there is one aspect of Elden Ring um, specifically that I think I want to talk about that Breath of the Wild could learn from. And it sounds to me, based on our discussions about Elden Ring, you did not reach those points. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I, okay. We'll, we'll, but I'll before, give more detail later. Before we do this, Al, you played Elden Ring. Tell us your journey playing this game. Tell us. Tell us how you got it, why you got it, and what happened. And when you when you die. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so I was excited to play Elden Ring because everybody was saying it was amazing. It looks like very cinematic and beautiful and like just super fantasy adventure, which is like right up my alley. So I was really excited to play it. And I have heard that it's also pretty relentless. So I was prepared for that, or at least I thought it was. Um, I, I, had a pretty big backlog also of PlayStation games, so I got myself a PS5. I've been playing through them. Elden Ring happened to be one. I knew we were going to talk about it, so I got it next. And I started playing it one night. I think it was last weekend. And I I died initially to the guy I'm pretty sure you're supposed to die to yep. over here in the graveyard. That's fine. I'm like, he, you're supposed to die there. I died to the guy on the horse, the golden horse. Tree dude. Sentinel. Yep, yeah. everyone yeah. dies to him. And I didn't even go anywhere near him. He just saw me from a field away. So that was frustrating. But anyways, um, I was playing it and I was like, okay, I can get into it. I really like the customization of the character. I always like that in games. It was a little bit overwhelming, a tiny bit. But like, 
at the end of it, I was like, okay, cool. This is awesome. This is like, this is like satisfying my little Skyrim heart that I get to make this character look how I want them to. And then, um, I was like foraging for stuff because I like that. So I was trying to pick up everything I could. I did the tutorial to try and learn combat a little bit. Um, but I had also just stopped playing, uh, Horizon, so my button mm. was a little bit like I was mixed up a little bit with my yeah. buttons. But that was fine. Hi, had you ever played like a Soulsborne game before? No. Okay. No, never. So I was enjoying it until I just kept dying. And I know that's like a theme for these games, but I just, it's, it's really not for everybody and it's not for me. That's not my style of game i'm sure like i'm 100 positive there's an amazing story to these games to elden ring and that it's like it takes you on this really great adventure and i'm kind of sad that i'm not gonna be able to do that because i am not gonna suffer the, the way i suffer for about five hours playing that game yeah. there's just there's just no way that'll turn an 80 hour game into like a 200 hour game for me yeah yeah and it's i can't do that so and i swear to god the first person that says get good I'll, i'm gonna block you i, I, <laughs> well, I, I mean, swear to god that's really what you have to do i feel yeah, and but... i am not that good a video game player i'm just not and so it's not for me that's that's the only thing. It's so, like so I'm how, not saying it's a bad game by any means, but how long did you did you like actually play like an hour, a couple I hours, and then you were just like, Pfft. no, I want to say about five to seven hours, and I oh, did okay. not make it far, okay, like at all. The thing about the Souls games is you have to meet them at their level. Like, yeah, they they are and. They throw things at you. I think Miyazaki's, you know, a bit of a sadist. He he, he puts the tree sentinel like right past the starting area as a troll. Yeah. Like that thing's gonna kill you if you try to. And and I'm good enough at the Soulsborne games where I was able to like go toe to toe with the tree sentinel for a little while. You know, just to get. I was like, I'm gonna try to take this guy down, even right. though I'm level one, uh, just to see if I can. You know, and like he he kicked me in pretty hard. You know, and I t I did maybe like seven attempts, and then I said, okay, yeah, I'll come back later. You know, and like. That's what they do. They they're there to mess with you, and they make things difficult on purpose sometimes. But you also like I don't know when I go into an encounter that like seems impossible at first, and you know you you run up against a wall and you just like die immediately. You get overwhelmed or swarmed, or you know uh, a big guy comes out of nowhere. I then try again approach it a little differently and then you, you you're able to take down one or two guys and you're like oh, okay i chipped it you know it's very cathartic to me i something about that gameplay works where it's like you mm. chip away at an encounter very slowly until you get really just in the zone and you're able to just accomplish the task you know i feel like the game allows itself to okay conquered in that way I like old school say, games are i want to say i agree with that to a point because i've because you deal with that in every video game I feel you're fighting a boss and maybe you just don't understand the patterns of the boss. You need to keep coming back. You learn from your defeat. I think that's fine. It's just that with this game, it's like every five minutes, it's like every mm -hmm. five steps where you're just overwhelmed by something either huge or like, I don't know. There was like this post area where I was just trying to kill all these guys. And then um, I ran up to this gate and this giant troll thing fell from the sky. And yeah, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 it's funny. So Elden much. Ring is like kind of guided in a way that's meant to like punish you even more if you take the obvious path, it, which again, yeah. I think it's, it's cruel. Like the games <laughs> are cruel for sure. Um, I, I have and, two and more that, statements that, to make. What's that? I said, I have, I have two more statements to make about, and the first one pertains to what you just said, El. Yeah. So statement one is 
I didn't like Elden Ring, but I think it's better than Bloodborne in almost every way as well. Mm. It, it, I think it is a lot more fair than Bloodborne. So imagine, Al, you're playing Bloodborne. And you know, like, you know the, the health refills that you have in Elden Ring? Yes. So if you use those health refills in Bloodborne and die, they're gone. They're just oh. gone. So, and you have to you have to grind yeah. for like money to, to buy them again. And that was like the most frustrating thing ever. And yeah. like it's not just your health, it's like all your items. So it, I will like say Demon Souls and Bloodborne. That's the yeah. worst part of those games for sure. I hated that. But and and I do think that this game does offer you a little bit more freedom and that like if you are if you're stuck and you're bashing your head against a wall on a boss or an area or something, there you can leave and go explore somewhere else. Whereas Bloodborne it's more. It's a more focused path. So like, you just yeah. gotta get through it. So I, I do want to give this game its props too in combat. It's like yeah. you have to play Bloodborne a certain way. Whereas at least in Elden Ring, it's like you can use a shield, or you can dodge, or you can you know use magic right. ranged, or you know use bow and arrows. Right. There's a lot of variety. So I, I have a second statement, and this I don't think this will be as controversial as my first one, where I think Breath of the Wild is better in every way. But my here's my here's my second my second proclamation from the book of Spiteri here. I think that the souls part of this game really holds it back from being like a true all time great. Without the souls nonsense, this would be awesome. Oh man, I think the opposite, dude. Mean, I think there's too much mean? Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. <laughs> I like so so here's here's what I mean. So let's go let's go through my checklist. So let's start off with. Um, start off with this combat now people like this combat a lot of people it's real good (laughs) a lot of people do however i think it's slow and plotting and not fun it takes you forever to actually wind up your hits do nothing to hardly any enemies and it's just kind of like Okay, now there are some there are some extra customization options in Elden Ring, which you can like change the finisher on your weapon. You can you could do like some other things. So like that that is fun or that is fine. But like I just like the way that like the combat to me just feels like so slow and like button mashy and just like oh no, I I just I I I can't stand it. I think that really holds back this game from being. And I know that's the big draw. It's like people yeah. love. People love the combat in these Souls games, but it's just, like, it's just so plodding and, like, not responsive, I feel like. And I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority here, but... Before I respond, I want to know if Al agrees with that. I mean, I don't know if I think it's slow or anything like that. I just didn't like it as much, and I think what I was contributing it to is that I was lower level, and I... Ha- still have the knife that I started with and the item that I started with. So I just thought that it would progress as I progressed, but I just decided I didn't want to progress anymore. I didn't want to play anymore. To to add on to that, I feel like the opposite. I feel like the game did not progress as I progressed. Like I'm level 30 and I'm still getting one shot killed by something in Fort whatever like are in, you in the upgrading east. your armor and your weapons with like that's that's the thing like i materials. feel i feel like i can't find anything to upgrade my armor like i feel like i can't find new armor i can't i there's a set that i can buy at the at the round table place but like 
I found no armor in yeah in that, like the wild. That is a problem with uh, Elden Ring in general, like as far as rewards for exploring. It's, it's so than the yeah, like you don't get any rewards. So like I feel like I'm constantly in a state of like level one, even though I'm level thirty. I feel like I'm getting my ass kicked by everything. And like there are some areas where I can go back to and I notice that I'm more powerful and like I'm like yes, yeah, sweet. But then there's other areas where I can go to and it's just like whatever. And the problem with the combat in Elden Ring 2, which I hate, is like there is nothing you can do, or at least in my build, maybe I'm wrong, someone can educate me. There's nothing you can do if you're being swarmed by like three or four enemies. Like they're you're toast if that happens. Like there is there is nothing. Yeah. That's the thing with the uh, Souls games is typically when you're battling mobs, it's it's the game's engine is not the best at handling mobs. The way I'd the, say the, what I found the best way to handle those situations is to tackle enemies one at a time, try and pick them off. Like Elden Ring has a pretty robust stealth system that I don't know if you guys engaged with at all, but like um, I, I mean, I'm kind a, of. I'm a stealth player, so I I did like some of the stealth stuff but it's not and again this is probably just because i didn't make it that far but it wasn't up to my par of what i like to play as a stealth player yeah it's I not agree. like the best stealth game but it it is giving you that option and also the the spirit ashes the ones that like let you summon like little ghost i, I do want to talk about oh, those yeah, yeah, yeah. in a bit yeah those will help mitigate the swarm and yes. you know the mobs um but as far as the combat itself goes the thing i like about souls games as opposed to like button mash combo games like devil may cry or even like kingdom hearts it feels like every button press is there's a deliberate aim with every button press it's like if you hit if you hit the attack button you are committing to the wind up the animation you are hit, no yeah. matter what and that makes every action in the game seem important significant as opposed to kind of like you watch devil may cry gameplay it just looks like or bayonetta you're like what 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 am i even doing you know, what I, I don't disagree. You know, the combos feel very just slapdash and floaty and um, just messy. I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I, I actually think that what you said is is correct. And I think that what you said about, like, the game wants you to pick off enemies one by one is also correct. But then on the flip side of that, that to me just, like, slows the game down dramatically. Right? Because, yeah. like, you have to lure one person out, pick them off. Lure the next person out, pick well, them if, off. Especially if you die. Especially if you die. Or yeah. or by some by some divine grace from God, you you manage to beat like half of them, but your health is is done, and like maybe there's a a, a grace point somewhere nearby, and you're like, I'm gonna go save and recharge. Like yeah, and that, forget that's about it. What you're supposed to do, I feel like that's like when I was learning Souls and I played Dark Souls one for the first time. It's like the opening areas. It's like I would slowly work my way halfway through, and then it's like okay. I've, I've exhausted my resources. I'm going to go back to in the, that game. But, but you do that, and then grace, all the enemies have, have reappeared. Yep, and then you and then you get a little farther. So it's just like you're tiptoeing your way through the world. I don't know. I, I like well, I I hate it because it's just like this is so <laughs> slow. It's so plotting. Like, let me do – like, give me give me the tools in order to, like, feel like a badass. Because right now, I but feel you're like – you're you're the Ashen or, or whatever yeah. you are. You're, you're yeah, the I, I, I get not, that. You're not a – like – you're not strong. You're. I, I understand, like but the, eventually, the I want to like feel. I want to feel like I can like fight people and not be like a millimeter away from dying at every possible turn. And, and it, clearly, that's just not like the. That's not what this game yeah. is. But in, to in me, it's just like so slow and frustrating. An thing. <laughs> like, oh, so, am I understand? Like, 
I I kind of already knew going into it that it was a very punishing game, but from Rob, what what from what you're saying, it's like it's like legit built that way. Like that's the game's function is you are literally just not anything, and you're yeah. not really supposed to be anything in this yeah. world. And you're, you you're an unlikely it, hero. You're you're one of thousands who have okay. tried, attempted to become the Elden Ring, and have died and failed. And you're okay. just. You know, but that's and... like every game, every story ever has exactly. one of those, and they you still grow and progress and gr gain strength so that you can take on. I mean, you enemies. do in those games if you like get mm. put the time in. I feel like you know, uh, eventually it's like you're taking like you, no, I'm just saying you're nope, taking I'm down not buying that. Beast at the end, dude. Like I'm not, I'm not this buying is, that. This is what I meant by th this game. Definitely, these games, I should say, definitely has an audience. I like grinding games. Don't get me wrong. I have yeah. like over. 1200 hours in stardew valley okay that's fine it's just this isn't my type of grinding so like, rod you clearly very enjoy it like you enjoy yes. it and that's great but it's definitely not for everybody like as far as Ze the zelda series goes it's like this is less like breath of the wild and more like zelda 2 you know that's a good comparison yeah, yeah. you like zelda comparison. 2 it's like trying to get to no the wonder palace, i right? don't like Elden Ring. <laughs> right no I i'm serious like zelda 2 like there, obviously the Zelda series game. changed, right? And it mm -hmm. went back to like kind of the philosophy of Zelda one with a link to the past. Yeah. The 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 Soul series is the alternate universe where Zelda two was what they wanted the Zelda series to oh. be. Wow, that's interesting. I just want I just want to say by the way that there are legions of listeners right now cheering you on, Rod, for for defending this game. Yeah. I got I got to do what I got to do. One hundred percent. I would say as far as like does Breath of the Wild need to adopt Souls combat? Absolutely not. No. It's done enough. Yes. Like when you play uh Breath of the Wild and fight Thunderblight Ganon, that's as hardcore as you need to get with Zelda, I think. I, I agree. You know what? Okay, I have another thing that I want to talk about with this game that was a big critique of mine, and I think it's a big critique of yours as well, Ron. But I you know, I'm gonna take something back. There is something that Tears of the Kingdom could do that I think Elden Ring does well. And that is the horse mechanic. I oh, do like rocks. Yes. I do like that you could just like simply press a button and he's there. RCS vibes from that. Yeah. Your white I was like, I'm running around on my white ear. <laughs> now I will say that the Elden Ring just didn't quite get it right with, with even this because they I wish that there was just like an assigned button to to mm -hmm. call to call Torrent. Because like so many times I'm square like I'm running away from something that's about to crush me into dust. And I'm like, I can't stop running, but I need to change my, my, uh, if, if, it's, if it's a flask or if it's a summon or if it's the horse. So I need to change the button. And it's like, yeah, it's mapped to the down button. So I'm running and I'm just like, oh God, doing, doing some of these. So I wish so that the button my, mapping was better. My brother, Shad, he loves Elder Ring. So he was so excited when I got this game because he could play it. And I happened to just, because I'm done playing it, gift it to him for his birthday. Like happy early birthday, even though your birthday is in July. Right. But, um... <laughs> So he told me that there is a button. There is like an actual button that it, it's designed to. I can't remember what it is, but Rob, maybe you can correct me I, if I'm wrong. I I, I can't I, remember. I thought it was assigned to a, an item. You you might be able it's, to like. It's assigned to an quick, item on on mine. Yeah, I think okay. you can do a quick assign. Like there's like hotkeys almost. I think, but I I didn't do that. I just you know hmm. kind of had I, torrent. Okay. To be fair, I had uh, torrent on my you know I, I unequipped everything but the, the, cool. the flask and torrent. You know, so yeah. it's just like a quick button. I had my flask, yeah. my summons, and uh, and torn. And by the way, those summons are awesome. They they are a big upgrade over Bloodborne, like where you just yeah. have nothing. So I've heard that that makes the game like you know 
people talk about like, oh, well, the Soul Series doesn't need a difficulty slider. You know, it doesn't need an easy mode. It's like, no, the, like it provides a way to do things kind of like an easy mode. And that's one of them is to like summon friends to help you. I completely disagree. I That's that's a big critique of mine, actually, is that As, this game is like completely unaccessible to to a lot. And then listen, I know I, I can hear people like, oh, you just got to practice. You just got to get good. Like, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've played for a long time. Allison played for a decent enough time. It's like, if there was like, you know when you play Tunic and there's the no-fail mode? I would just turn that on in this game because I don't care. I, nice. like, yeah. I, who am I trying to impress I, I, by I saying totally I'm on no-fail mode? I think that it's not for everybody. Like, Or at and... least have like a difficulty picker. But but like, so that's the thing. Like, I would love exploring this world and exploring all this stuff yeah. if I didn't story. feel like I was about to die at like any second. And maybe that's a big part of the enjoyment for some people. But not for me. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, going back to Torrent, though, like the mobility with Torrent is so good. He like he just feels great to jump around and yes, run around the planes. Like, like it's yeah. not like a horse and even Breath of the Wild, where you know because it kind of feels very rigid. Um, I've been playing Red oh, Dead Redemption yeah. lately, and the horse is just so rigid and hard to turn. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that the control was about as. Uh, to me, it was about the same as Breath of the Wild, but I found that in Breath of the Wild, like, since you're climbing and gliding and doing all that kind of stuff, like, I never found the horses that useful. I typically don't even get them when I'm playing Breath of the Wild, but, like, mm -hmm. this game, Torrent, is essential, for for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I my next my next thing that I can't stand about this game, I hated it about Bloodborne, and... Uh, and I know that I'm going to get a bunch of geeks saying that, like, oh, uh, this is there is story, but I feel like there is nothing that compels me to keep to keep like going, basically. Like, the, the, and what I mean by that is like, I, you start Elden Ring and you kind of get this this big lore dump at the beginning about like all these gods and the missing queen and like uh, they're you know they want a new Elden Lord and like that's great that sets up the story. I've been playing for 30 hours. I have not seen a single story development in those 30 hours. Like, like not one. Like, for the Whoa. overall plot. No, but hold on. So, <laughs> so I, I feel like, what is the purpose? What is my goal? What Like, is it just to become the Elden Ring? Or the Elden Lord? Like, yeah. oh, okay. So, I'm, I feel like I'm just wandering around doing odds and sods. And, like, there's nothing pushing me forward. And... I complained about this with Bloodborne, too, because I was like, what's the point of this game? Like, you're supposed to end the night. Okay, like, are there stories? Is there characters? Is there anyone to relate to? Is it, like, my who is my character? Does he have goals? Does he have thoughts? Like, and and I feel like the answer is no. And I've every time I say this, there's a bunch of geeks that are just like, oh, well, like, the story is there. You just have to look for it. You have to uncover it. Let me tell you a game that you can look for the story if you want. Metroid Prime, okay? That's a game you can scan the environment and you can learn about the story. I can't scan anything in this game. All I can see is like a cool castle. It looks awesome. It's there. Maybe there is like an NPC that's like speaking. Are, are you in... reading the item descriptions? Oh god, don't don't that that's don't literally do where that. the lore is, man. I, when I when I heard that I heard that about Bloodborne, people were like, well you gotta read the item descriptions, Andy. That's where the The game story should not be in the item descriptions. Like okay, so if if I may, now the the story the, the way these games are told that is a deliberate choice by the director Hidetaka Miyazaki. He talks about the reason he tells his stories that way is because when he was a kid, growing up, he really liked fantasy uh, tabletop RPGs and fantasy novels, right? But they were always published in English, and he knew English from school, but not 
he didn't have a mastery over the language. So for him, reading these like epic fantasy stories were very limited because he only could pick up on certain parts of the story with what he can understand in English. So when he wants to tell these fantasy stories in his games, he said, well, how can I recreate that for an audience? And for him, it's I'm going to make the plot very simple and straightforward, like just kind of vague and then hide the deeper you know, meanings and lore and backstories in item descriptions and environmental storytelling and like very minimal NPCs. So it's not a it's not a bug. It's a feature. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's a bug. I'm just saying I hate it. Like it's... I totally get it. I totally and Bloodborne's worse than Elden Ring in that regard. I think as far as like I agree, you yeah. lost in the story, I think Bloodborne is sort of like you're a beast hunter. Go kill beasts, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I guess I'm a beast hunter. So if you have the intrinsic like reward of like, well, I like this combat and I like killing beasts as this guy with a cleaver, then right, you know, for and... me, it's totally that. That is all I need. It's like you are a beast hunter. Go kill beasts. Go Which, explore to, the to city be fair. and kill some beasts. Yeah, in Elden Ring. It's like you want to be the Elden Lord. Well, there's go five, go go do stuff. Like, yeah. There's five ancient gods in this world. Go kill them. They got pieces of the Elden Ring. You need all five to become the Elden Lord. Go do it. And that's, it's, See, for me, that's e- enough. Even like, that, cool. I forgot that you were supposed to re, like, I forgot you were supposed to reconnect the pieces. Cause like you have like your one thing at the very beginning. I, I, Al, what did you think? Am I, am I an old man yelling at clouds here? Like, am I, where, did this story of this game grip you? No. Uh, it didn't it, it didn't just, grip me either honestly <laughs> yeah it's not very like compelling off the bat in fact i kind of got confused at first about what i was supposed to do but thankfully i had my brother there to help me he's watched a lot of gameplay of this game um and my when i was like dying to everything i was like okay here's what i'm gonna do i clearly am just gonna struggle the more i explore the game so why don't i just follow the exact path i'm supposed to and then that way I can at least get the story without having all the punishment of everything else. Oh. Well, the, the, that path is just as pushing, if not worse. <laughs> so that was that's probably where I quit, where I was just like, oh my god, the story is just going to like be even worse than just exploring. But I, um, my brother was kind of helpful to me because he's already seen the gameplay. So he was like, you have to rest at that that grace or whatever so the girl comes out and talks to you or right. you have to go back to the to the church so that you get your you get uh torrent or what or no torrent comes the, the summons or whatever the, yeah. the summons thank you and i was like okay cool because otherwise i had no idea what the heck was going on or what the story was i did know that you're supposed to they were like the elden ring is broken you gotta fix it and become the elden lord that's all right. i knew that's yeah. it i and, guess and like the the backstory is like gobbledygook. Like it, it is like there. <laughs> which you want which it, they brought like in this, George R. R. Martin to write yeah, the story. And it's this just like really like like you know, epic, arduous like uh, uh, story that is Ugh. like implied. And it's like I don't I don't go into those Souls games to do that. You know, and like, there are like people who make their bread and butter doing theory videos on like Bloodborne and like what did this stuff mean? What's the the story mm-hmm. of the land? But it's like in the most basic sense in all these games, it's like you're you're a small insignificant zombie in this world and it's like you if you so choose are destined to be the hero and it's like in elden ring it's hey do you want to be the elden lord well you got to go kill the five other there's however many you know Mm -hmm. people who have pieces of the elden ring to become the elden lord go kill them that's it (laughs) wait you know and like i said um I, I don't need like an awesome story in every game i play obviously the story of super mario bros doesn't propel me to keep playing like i play those games because they're fun 
And there are times playing Elden Ring where Elden Ring is quite fun. Like there are those times. Like I I feel like I I really like I say I hate it. That's a strong word because there are times where like I really like it and I'm having a lot of fun. And when it clicks, it's just like this is great. But like it's all that nonsense about like the slow combat and like the the repeated repeated deaths and it's just like come on or like give me give me like a, a piece of armor or something like let me upgrade my armor like let make it easier for me even if like make it cheaper to buy you know what i mean like new weapons or something so i will say that and of course this is all me like i'm just i'm not very good if i was better this i'm sure it'd be more fun but i don't know i just i think it's just like for for like such a ginormous game like it really is not that accessible but i i do want to give some props here because i i feel like i'm beating up on elden ring and like i said i i can't say that i like i i don't hate it so i do want to talk about some good things i'm gonna finish the rest of that later but i do want to i, I do want to shout at the world because i do think that the world is, is pretty awesome yeah i have things to say on it actually go ahead and finish your thought but uh um I, I mean, like, nothing nothing specific. I, I don't think that it captivated me the same way that Breath of the Wild's world did, where, you know, and, and to go back to my, like, it's frustrating that you're kind of wandering aimlessly. I feel like one of the things that worked so well for Breath of the Wild, and I assume will carry over to Tears of the Kingdom, is, like, you can wander aimlessly, and you're rewarded by finding a shrine a lot of times, right? Like, there's a lot of shrines that you can get that kind of reward to, where... I don't really think that there's a similar type of reward in Elden Ring. Like there might be some caves that you can go and explore and get something. Ooh. However, yeah, I think you're 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 off base there, man. I think you didn't you weren't looking oh, in the right places. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, if you strip away kind of a lot of the the, the soul stuff, like the basic layout of Elden Ring, it honestly is a lot like Breath of the Wild. Where Breath of the Wild, you enter the main area. Like once you get off the Great Plateau, other than Hyrule Castle. It's like, go to the four divine beasts, finish the quest, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the thrust of Breath of the Wild, right? And there's a lot of exploring in between. Elden Ring works similar. There are a number of what are called legacy dungeons in the game, and there are six I'm, of them. I'm glad you brought that up, because I I want to talk about those. Cause I... The six legacy dungeons are what essentially are like the divine beasts in Breath of the Wild. They're like the big dungeons to explore, um, and... Those are fantastic. I, I want to ask: Did you get to any of them? Well, I was I was gonna say I don't know. I I don't think so because I kept I on I kept on hearing I, about how great these dungeons were in this game, and I was just like, I've been to a bunch of caves. I've been to a me, bunch of castles and forts. The names of these places. You tell me if you you explored them. Okay, Stormvale Castle. Kind of beat the boss to get inside. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, I think that's where I left off too. The to dude be with the, the knife, he throws knives at you and stuff. Like his his name starts with an M. Yeah, Morgot. Yeah. Couldn't beat him. Yeah. So didn't no. Maybe. Yeah. No. Now I he, don't know. he's the gatekeeper of the castle. Yeah. You you kinda have to explore and get strong before you can take him on. Yeah. So no, no to Stormville Castle. No. Raya Lucaria Academy. Huh? It's like a Harry Potter <laughs> like wizard school. Where is it? It's north of Stormvale Castle. No. There's a big lake. No. I gotta look up this castle. Uh, Volcano Manor, I assume no. No. Uh, and then the other three uh, legacy dungeons are beyond that. So it sounds like you didn't even get to any no. of the... Um, there are smaller dungeons. They're not legacy dungeons. They're not as big, but they're similar. So the ones I would assume you might have visited are Castle Morn, maybe? Yes. 
Yes. Did you finish it? Yes. That I think so. Okay. There's not a boss fight at the end, is there? There is. Yeah. Maybe I didn't then. It's on a beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I finished the castle, but I didn't beat the boss because again, the boss is impossible. Well, so that's the thing about those Souls games is if you are, if you feel that you're good enough to get to the boss. Believe me, you're good enough to take down that boss with a little bit of patience. I'm telling you. Like, you got to believe in yourself. <laughs> uh, listen. I'm looking. I just wanted to be sure that I knew what I was talking about. I didn't get... I I was on my way to the castle, and then I kept dying to the guys out front. So I didn't even make it to any boss or anything. I yeah. just... Yeah. The guys out front killed me, like, yeah. 13 times. That's when I stopped playing. So so maybe there what are about... maybe there are some awesome dungeons. But, I like, I've... I've done a bunch of like little castles and explored a bunch of little castles, but like I, yeah. I don't know. So, Even the, that was an I didn't think was that engaging to me. But the, so the thing about the legacy dungeons are they are so big and like they feel part of the world. Like if you get to like you get past the the gatekeeper and mm-hmm. you get to explore uh, Stormvale Castle, it is right. massive. It is a huge castle. It's designed really well with a lot of like branching paths that loop back on in themselves and it feels like a legit castle from like lord of the rings or something right right um that's something i feel like breath of the wild could improve like if tears of the kingdom improved on breath of the wild that would be something to do it felt like in breath of the okay. Wild, all of the all of the uh divine beasts felt the same i, I yeah. think Visually, i think that's i think that's definitely fair yeah when you ex- like if you fully explore elden ring you've got this lord of the ring style castle that's like you know crumbling there's a Harry Potter-like wizard school. There is a huge manor in a volcano. There's a crumbling, like, uh, Minas Tirith-like city that you get to explore with not only, like, the main city itself with the buildings, you get to go underground into the sewers to explore. Um, and not only that, and it sounds like you guys didn't even stumble upon... So... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's I'm not sorry. let's not say that we didn't even do anything because it's not like we haven't put in time and put in effort. Like, I know, I know. It's the mechanics of this game that prevent new players from getting to what it sounds like are the best parts. So that's not a player issue. That's a poor game design issue, in well, my I, I, humble I say opinion. That the players. <laughs> it's, it's okay, so but but is it is it our is it like is it is it your fault you that you didn't want to keep on Andy. bashing your head and bashing your head and bashing your head against the same people killing Andy. you? Is that? You know what? Yeah. We we should have just got good. <laughs> I don't. Think I'm gonna, where's the block push, button? Like... Where is it? <laughs> well, no. So there's here's another example, and I want to compare it to Breath of the Wild. Um, in Elden Ring, there's a forest area off to the east. You know, and like there's this huge. I've bears been there. And, yes, yeah. a bear. A and bear killed me. Yeah, those bears are like nightmares. I did. But... I did run across bears. But if you can sidestep the bears, and I remember in my first playthrough, you know, this was like within my first few hours, probably as much time as I as you put in now. Like mm-hmm. me, expo- I explored the. I rather than go the direction you did, I explored the forest. And mm-hmm. there's just like this structure in the middle of the forest, off to the right. And I was like, oh, what's this structure? And there's like a there's like a doorway. It was like, you know, like a little dome. I walk in the dome, and there's an elevator there. I was like, what's this elevator? I take the elevator down, and I'm I'm going down this elevator for like two minutes. It's just taking me mm-hmm. slowly down and I'm watching the, like it goes from like, you know, earth and stone, all of a sudden it opens up and I'm looking at like the roots of the world almost like it looked like I was in like a starry other world, like elven uh, forest area. Mm-hmm. This place is massive 
and you can just explore it from the very start. And it felt like I had uncovered something I wasn't meant to, but it's just like, no, it's open to you. You can just, it right. just felt like in a completely, so, I don't know. So this it, is, it, this is kind of what I find to find something so big and hidden away, you know? This is kind of what I, I mean when I say that, like, I think that the Souls part of this game really holds it back because, to me, because, like, that sounds awesome. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Like, but it's the it's the nonsense getting there beforehand, like, that is just, like, it's frustrating it. to, to actually play. That, that, if you keep the Souls out of it and take that sense of discovery and put it in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I think that's very welcome. So there's I, an example in Breath of the that. Wild. Um, near Lurlin village how you pronounce that yeah yeah lurlin yes yeah there's a beach area and there's a big stone door built into a mountain mm -hmm. and the door is locked and you have to kind of take pictures of like a some like stone tablet on the beach to mm -hmm. open this door remember that yeah. yes oh, that was a great side now, quest that was one of the first side quests i did in breath of the wild and i thought to myself oh man it would be so cool if once i open these doors like there's just this big underground dungeon i get to explore like a maze almost those doors open, it's just a shrine. Yeah, you know? but then then I guess I would say, like, to me, like, a shrine is, like, a reward in it of is, itself. It is, it is, and the shrines are great, but I think it would be cooler if they took the shrine idea and made it part of the world itself. Like, sure. the shrines exist in the, you know, same, like, format, but, like, they look like they were built into where the shrine is located, right? You know, like, rather than just have a shrine, you take an elevator down, and you're just in another shrine area. It's like, no, mm -hmm. all the puzzles that were in that shrine are actually built into the mountain that you just opened up, you know? Actually, I, think I does that. I where... have a theory, just, just a sidebar there. I have a theory that the Sheikah technology that's underneath the ground is way bigger than we think it is. Like, why is it all underground, and why does it all keep popping up everywhere? The shrines, the pillars uh, beside the Hyrule Castle, all that stuff. Why? And you know, the the last, the final dungeon is also underground. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I think it's much bigger than. So maybe it is broad. You just don't know. It could be, but I'm just saying mechanically, <laughs> it would be cooler. Yes, I agree. When you're exploring, um, I don't know, like a mine shaft, it would be cool mm -hmm. if rather than having it look like a shrine on the interior, you know, just like the very like. Chica yeah. technology look it looked like a mine shaft in in elden ring there are mine shafts there are caves there are like dungeons like crypts mausoleums um you know what there's though, a lot of variety you know what I, I just i don't know i i don't i've been playing like i said i've been playing for a long time i've explored every nook of the map to to the best of my abilities and until I, until i get stopped until i get stopped by like okay but until i get stopped by a boss i've explored everywhere that i can explore i don't think that that sense of discovery is there for me because it's just like i you, you feel trepidatious about exploring anything because you're like oh come on i'm just gonna die and like lose all my my stuff and like i i think that like like I said, I've been playing for a long time. I, I haven't experienced a lot of the things that you're describing. I've experienced a bunch of caverns and a bunch of caves, but I haven't experienced that. And yeah, that's that's a that's a me thing. But like when I'm playing Breath of the Wild, I can explore. I, if in 30 hours, I could do like a ton, a ton of different exploring in tons of different regions and find tons of rewarding content that rewards me for exploring. And I just, yeah, I don't I feel it. that with Elden Ring. And, and, and obviously, obviously, this is a long roundabout way of saying like these games just clearly aren't designed for me but not, yeah yeah but and i think that that's fine but i do i was a little bit and i guess we we, we can end on this because we still want to talk about horizon 
But I guess I, I was a little bit disappointed because while I do think that this game is, is leagues better than Bloodborne, I I was kind of anticipating... I, I almost looked at it the same way as I looked at Skyrim. Because I didn't play Skyrim until the year before Breath of the Wild came out. And when I played Skyrim, I was like, man, there's so much that Breath of the Wild could learn from this game. And like so much that it could implement that this game did that would work. So I almost kind of looked at this as like the new Skyrim where I'm like, there's got to be so much stuff in this game that, that Tears of the Kingdom could do to make it stand on its own two feet. And I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm sorry. I tried. And I think that the most frustrating thing is like, I want to love this game because there is good stuff there. Like I can, I can see it. It's like, it's like I can see this really fun and rewarding game, but it's just out of reach with all the nonsense in the way. But I, I can see it and I keep on playing and I keep on being frustrated and upset and like just like ah, playing this game because I can see that there's like a really fun experience there. And the, I, I don't know if it's something with me or like something with the game's mechanics or a mixture of both, but it's just it's frustrating because it's like I want to like it. I think there's a good game there, but I just I can't. It's like it's like my cat. I want to love her, but she doesn't always want to love me, you know? I think, I think <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, I think you've described the, the, the Souls experience for a lot of people. And I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, not every game needs to appeal to every single person. And I right. think what, right. the, what I love and what a lot of people love about those From Software games are present in Elden Ring. And those are the things that kept me going, you know, right. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I agree. I felt the, like the world was just too big. It was kind of a slog sometimes to get from place to place. Like it's, I agree with that. That's why I think Elden Ring is like on, you know, on my ranking of from software games, it's towards the bottom. But um, despite that, I think there was a lot in the souls mechanics that kept me going. And that, that, you know, those things appeal to me, like the punishing right. difficulty. I, I wish and, it was the opposite for me. Oh. And as far as what Breath of the Wild could, or Tears of the Kingdom can do with it, I just, I, what I love about Breath of the Wild is I love just exploring. I love the act of exploring in Breath of the Wild way better than Elden Ring. I just like going through the world, living in the world. But I didn't always feel like I was satisfied with what I found at the end of those sessions. In Elden Ring, I felt like the exploring was pretty pretty minimal, but I enjoyed the things I found. I liked the the castles and the keeps mm -hmm. and the caves and you know like these otherworldly areas that you find eventually. Yeah, that's like fair. that stuff captivated me, and I, I hope that Tears of the Kingdom, as you explore the world, you find more than just another shrine. You know, I want mm -hmm. more stuff. I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. I am, I'm at a place right now, this is where I stopped, but I was at, like, this swamp. It was, like, a blood-red swamp. Looked pretty cool. But I died. Yeah, so. that, that place is rough. <laughs> that place is, like... The, There's, that's like, there, a... The, Go ahead. Like, dead, dead crows and things. And, like, little little plant monster doodles that, that inflict rot on you. I was just, like... Yeah. Ugh. So there's like this swamp in the in the initial area, and my brother was like, "Go to the swamp, go to the swamp." I'm like, "No, I don't like swamp areas; they're gross." And then I was watching him play later, and there's a dragon there. He wanted oh, me to dude. find the dragon. That's, That's why he I found the, the big swamp. dragon. I I tried to <laughs> I I read that you get like a, a mad amount of of uh, what's the currency called like uh, runes runes for killing it. So I start hacking and slashing, and Sam's beside me. She's like, "Stop! It's got a family." <laughs> 
that that dragon That's is like awesome. what i'm talking about is like i liked what i found it's like i liked going into that swamp and you see like a little an island you know in the swamp and there's some dudes just hanging out and you're like cool i'm gonna go kill those dudes and as you ride up the dragon just slams down and kills them all and you're like cool now there's a dragon here it was like that was a fun experience that i found that um, is cool it is cool yeah. but i definitely am glad i didn't do that because i would have died a lot so I, I can't I mean, even tell you how many times I've died in this game. I wish I would have kept counting. It's got to be, I, it's got to be like five hundred. Is there a death counter in that game? Because that'd be fantastic. I'd I don't like, know if there is. There should be. Why would you? Why would you make a game so punishing and not have a death count? Come on. It's not about the death. It's about the. It the, is uh, accomplishment hmm. of overcoming the, the obstacle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if it takes twenty deaths, I don't feel very accomplished. I feel drained. Emotionally, yeah, and like, I like need to go to therapy. You guys didn't even get like a fifth into the game, so yeah. which which is nonsense because I have played that's crazy a ton yeah. of hours. Like I, I feel I feel like I should have more to show for the amount of time I put in than Believe I do. Believe me, and it's, that's it, like, frustrating. If you didn't even get to the, the 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 northern lake. It's like you haven't even seen half of this map. Uh, yeah, I so I've got like the full map for like the the what Wind is that? Never eat. No, Limgrave, no, like the the place at the top two, the Cal Caldea or whatever, uh, the place yeah. at the bottom. So like the the top, the northwest is really the only part that I'm missing that's, on my map, and that that's about like where the halfway point is. Okay, well let's talk. Okay, so clearly, Elden Ring, not for let's us. Talk about a more accessible game. Let's talk about a more yes, a more accessible game. One of my favorite games that I played uh, in the last couple of years, actually. Horizon Zero Dawn. Al, you've just finished playing Horizon Zero Dawn on my recommendation, I might add. What'd you think? Uh, I think it is a fantastic game in that it's a shame that it came out in the same year as Breath of the Wild. I know. And that Forbidden West came out in the same year as Elden Ring. <laughs> I can't wait. To, I, I can't wait until Horizon 3 comes out, like the next biggest game in the world comes out like a month later. Yeah, because it is going to be a trilogy, so that's good. I'm excited for Forbidden West. Um... It's such a good, oh god, it's such a good game, but I, like, the exploring is fantastic. It's very Breath of the Wild with the open post-apocalyptic world. Um, and, like, the machinery that's around is very reminiscent to the Sheikah technology and the Guardians. Um, especially since the machinery is, uh, quote-unquote, corrupted and attacks you, you know. So are the Guardians. So it has a lot of similarities, similarities to Breath of the Wild and, mm -hmm. like... It came out in the same year, so it's, like, kind of crazy how... It, it came out, like, like, a month earlier, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy how similar these, like, the the mechanics and the overworld really is. Um, but I think what's best about it that Tears of the Kingdom could learn from Horizon is, like, yeah, you got the exploring aspect for, between Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild. But if we're going to get maybe a more story-centric game with Tears of the Kingdom... It could really take from like how they told 100%. the story in Zero Dawn. It was so good, and um, I'm like so excited that I can't breathe. So, so um, Rod, you you haven't played Horizon, right? <laughs> no, I have not. Okay, so I I'll, I'm not gonna I, do any spoilers or anything because no. I think you should experience it. It's like the story is like it's like a tale as old as time with how the apocalypse haps it happens, yes. but it's also so mind blowing the things and the lengths that stuff happens it's so good 
So I, so, I want to chip in. I want to chip in with seen. three things. I'm sorry, Rod. I yeah, cut you off. Go, go for ahead. it. Go oh, for that's it. Okay. I was gonna say based on what I've seen, it feels like the the game's production values are off the charts. Like it 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 looks the, they, awesome. It's they fantastic. They spent the money and got good people to do the dialogue and the the, the performance capture oh. and the, mm-hmm. the cutscenes. It's like it looks gorgeous. And shout out to Lance like, Reddick. Breath of the also. Wild looks like a bad anime in comparison. <laughs> Oh no! Come on! I, I, I wouldn't you know, say you that. Some hot takes. I've got some hot takes. I, oh I man! Wild, so voice acting's pretty poor. It's no well, offense to the people who I, I have all the respect for everyone involved, but I don't think it's it can be editing. It's, it's just very different. It's a, it's a different style. Like Horizon Zero Dawn feels like a story with people who are in the same room acting. Yeah, yeah. Breath yes. of the Wild feels like they're reading lines off a script because that's exactly what they were doing. They're just reading and lines the off the script. Is if, not great. If we yeah. want, Tears of the Kingdom to improve, I think, you know, they can learn something from that. A hundred percent, yeah. So, so I have three things that I, that come to mind, like, immediately from Horizon Zero Dawn. And I should preface this, too, that I'm a little bit rusty. I've, I played Horizon back in 2018, so it, it's been, uh, it's been a little while since, since I played it, but I loved it. It, it would have been my game of the year if not for Breath of the Wild, which probably sounds like that's the case for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But there's three things I think that Tears of the Kingdom can absolutely take away. One is the awesome, awesome weapon crafting that they have in Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. You can customize that bow, make traps, do all these like super simple things, but it's accessible, it's easy, and it's fun. And you can do like a ton of different, you can make a ton of different gizmos. And Breath of the Wild kind of does that with cooking, but they don't do that with weapons, which seems bizarre. And I have to think that that is something that's going to be in Tears of the Kingdom. I think the, the just going on that thought, the traps would be really cool. But if you do think about it, there are elemental things in Breath of the Wild. Like they encourage you to use your environment as your traps that you. Yeah. So in in Horizon, you could set like these traps, like trip wires, where they blow up the machines. Versus in Breath of the Wild, you can shoot a bee's nest and it'll attack the Bokoblins in the camp. You know, so it's yes. kind of similar, but I would love to see more of, like, the tripwire thing. That was so cool. Ex- I love exactly. Those. Just, like, weapons itself. Like, or, like, or, like, mines were awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, you Rope can make those. Y- correct me if I'm wrong, Al, but you can make the arrows that have, like, that little uh, that little gizmo on it that turn the machines from hostile to non-hostile for a while, right? Yeah, that's on the spear. It's an override oh, the spear, yes. tech. Yeah, and you basically use it to override this like this their compulsion because oh, they're like, kind I thought of that like was turned so against awesome. you yeah can you imagine doing that with guardians in breath of the wild that would have been right? so cool like that would have been uh, incredible and, and really not that far off from the the type of uh you know the corruption yeah i get i was gonna say like the type of, of quote-unquote animals that are in horizons you're because oh, it's yes, yes. they're really just like robotic animals it's actually yeah. i always described horizon as like a mix of breath of the wild jurassic park and like robopocalypse like it's kind Fair of enough, isn't, the, yes. isn't there like um, a, a Shadow of the Colossus style like huge monsters that you can climb up on? Is yeah, that there, there's the some case? pretty big yeah, ones. They're yeah, they're called tall necks. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That would be cool. I, I'd like to see that in Breath of the Wild. Honestly, like, there was you know, uh, bigger creatures. There was like yeah, a shrine. Cool. I, it's it's not, it wasn't called a shrine, but imagine like a Breath of the Wild shrine that you drop down to, and there was just this like ginormous T Rex. Like this, that's what it was. It was like a T Rex, but like machine T Rex, and like. You dropped down and it was this big arena and you just fought it and it was so awesome. Al, did you do that? I think so. I but I also if it wasn't part of the DLC or something. No, no, this is base game. Huh. I wish I, I I'm pretty sure it was like a T Rex. It was like a big ginormous robot. Anyways, the, so, like the one I'm thinking of, the biggest one is the Thunder Jaws. Those are the big, but they're they, no, yeah, not they're those. big guys. I'll find I'll find out what it is. I'll tell you later. Okay. 
Second thing I think that Breath or Tears of the Kingdom rather could learn from Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's probably already too late for this, but I just I remember playing Horizon Zero Dawn and loving how they they cut away they trimmed a lot of the fat in that game and like there wasn't like a hundred side quests but there was like a couple side quests that were really fun to do and like rewarding to do and like meaningful and the game itself didn't take there wasn't like a bunch of of fluff in that game and like it was like you could probably finish horizon in what 50 hours i would say well i guess it depends on how you play i was playing 100 percent, and i am at like 96 at 72 hours Okay, well, even even that, that's not, like, insane. Like, like for context, I played Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm, like, 110 hours in, and I'm, I don't even know what percent I am, but it's nowhere near done. That And that game is just too big, and I really like that game. Yeah. But Horizon is, like, I thought that it was, like, nice and compact and just... Yes. It didn't overstay its welcome, and I think that Tears of the Kingdom could learn from that. Third, as you've already alluded to, the most important part... The thing that Horizon Zero Dawn does exceptionally well for a big open world game is tell a awesome story. And Tears of the Kingdom could absolutely learn from that. And I think that a lot of people that I've met in the Zelda fandom have kind of been like, well, you can't tell like a really great, let's just say Skyward Sword style narrative with the open world concept. It doesn't work. Yeah, you can. And I, yeah, I think you can. I don't buy that for a New York minute. So Mm -hmm. the story of Alloy and like, Project Zero Dawn and Gaia and like, God, it's awesome. It's so good. And Lance Reddick is awesome. It's a yes, great story. It's fantastic. And like the characters are very, the characters that you meet along the way, especially like a lot of the side quests too, the more, um, the more like meteor side quests, you l- meet characters and they continue the journey with you, yes. which is super cool. And I'm pretty sure that they continue the journey with you in Forbidden West. Um, so it's kind of reminiscent to how you like meet the new champions and how they kind of still continue to play a part in Link's life, even after he's helped with the divine beast. Mm-hmm. It's just that it would be nice if they just pushed it a little bit further. If they're going to do that, if they're going to bring back those new champions, quote unquote, in tears of the kingdom, I'd love to them to have like more of a relationship, more of a role in the game and the overarching like, uh, quest. Because they were there, and you can go back and talk to them after you help them with their bit of it, but yeah. they don't really do anything else after that. I would love to see them kind of take after Horizon with the side characters that you meet and help along the way. I really want to replay Horizon Zero Dawn. It's so good. The The way they... It's an open world, yes, but there's a guided story, so you could follow that. Um, or you can go and explore, do some of the side quests that you come upon along the way. It's very Breath of the Wild, so I mean... If you haven't played it and you love Breath of the go play it. It's so good. And, and and it it's a more like a traditional, I don't know, is that the right word? Like it it it's not it's not going to punish you like Elden Ring is. And so maybe oh, yes. maybe there's not that same sense of accomplishment, I think might be fair to say. Because I know like the people that love Souls games love it for that reason. And I can see why. It's just I don't feel accomplished because I suck. So Horizon is a very nice kind of like it, it it does go down a little bit easier and that's not to say that it's yeah. it's not any good or it's it's too you know too generic too slapstick anything like that but like I do think that it's more accessible and I I really really enjoyed the story. I mean, I'm a sucker for like you know AI kind of stories stuff like that. Like I I think that that literally is going to happen to our world one day. I don't know, but yeah. like <laughs> 
Yes. I, I, the story um, was yeah. awesome. It, it was, and I really want to talk about it, but Rod, you should definitely play it. So I don't want to spoil it. I will. I, I saw that there was like Mass Effect style, like dialogue kind of. options. Yeah. Is that, does that play a big part or is it kind of like superficial? Um, I wouldn't say a big not, part. No. Not a huge part. There are a couple, like some very small decisions that kind of attribute to the ending, but I don't think they continue on. Like with the with the rest of the games, because if I remember right, Mass Effect, and you'd make decisions, and they continue until the end, yeah. right? Yeah, even yeah. like yeah. the decisions you make in Mass Effect, even within like the same game, have kind of a like a overarching impact There's on like what you do. Only one thing that I can think that you can make a decision about yeah. that'll affect that person being in the end, but that's the only thing I can think about. I th I think we're thinking of the same thing, yeah. I, I love that guy, by the way. <laughs> there are, like, every basically every instance and every important thing in Mass Effect, you get to make a choice about it. I would say there's there's only a select few in yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, there are some, like, dialogue choices you can make, and that just changes how the character kind of sees yeah. you, but it doesn't affect the game yeah, at all. exactly. Um, so, I mean, like, production-wise as well, like I like the Ghibli look of Breath of the Wild. I actually I really like the Ghibli look. Yeah, me too. Of Breath of the Wild, but uh, th there is no doubt that, and I and I think that the the voice acting is fine. Actually, like I I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good for what it is. But they could absolutely push forward to do something more because, like, I would be really disappointed if in Tears of the Kingdom it was just like the same old like oh we've recovered a memory from a hundred years ago and like. It's not really any part of the story. It's really just kind of a snippet of a conversation. A vignette, yeah. yeah, yeah, a vignette. That like that's basically what it was. It didn't actively move anything forward. Whereas in Horizon Zero Dawn, everything you do, like every story mission that you go on, actively moves the plot forward. And I and I guess Breath of the Wild kind of did that. Like when you meet like Sidon, and when you meet like uh, I don't know any of the other ones, but <laughs> not not like not enough for me thing uh horizon also did a very similar memory thing where you go and you find memories from the past it's not like as it's not exactly it's not as like that's the standout thing from breath of the wild but you literally are finding transcripts from the past in order to figure out what the heck happened to this world mm -hmm. i think that they did that better in oh uh, yeah zero dawn that they could that tears of the kingdom could learn if they're going to yeah. continue like with some kind of past talk, like if they talk about the 10,000 years crap, they could pull from uh, Zero Dawn rather than Breath of the Wild. Well, the thing about Zero Dawn, too, is when you find out the information about the past, it's actually, like, relevant, pertinent information to, like, what's happening right. now. Whereas, like, in Breath of the Wild, it's kind of, like, not it's really... more so they get to know the characters a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I... I... I like that style. I mean, you could have both styles, right? Like, there's no reason you can't mm -hmm. have both. Even in the same vignette, if, honestly. But... Um, I, I I agree. I think Zero Dawn did a much much better job. People always sleep on Horizon Zero Dawn for some reason. Uh, you know, there are some people out there that don't like Alloy as a main character. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I think she's awesome. I don't know why she's amazing. You call her. She's you awesome. say Alloy. I I call her Aloy. Is it Aloy I, or, or I, Alloy? I, I can't I remember. Aloy. Aloy. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Aloy. Um, but I think she's incredible. I think she's yeah. in, like extremely badass, and I, just everybody loves her because she's such a badass. So, and I think that's awesome. I think we need more characters like that, especially mm -hmm. for women. Yeah, uh, it, it's it was nice. Like, and this is going back to Elden Ring too. Like, I do like playing a game, an open world game, like where 
you know, I understand, like, the appeal of customizing your own character and stuff like that, but, like, there is something nice to just having, like, a main character with a personality that you're playing as that's, like, that's the character, and it's not exactly, like, what you make it, but it looks it's like, you know what I mean? Do, do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? I didn't do a very um, good job explaining that, I'm sorry. I, I do have a comment that I feel like Andy would appreciate. Uh, they 100% describe the corruption of the machines and how it happens. <laughs> yeah. It's not just malice juice. Tears of the kingdom can learn from that by God. <laughs> I I think Rod, that what what is your opinion on malice? Knows, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know, it's it's fine. Pr- producer it's Allison's evil. in my ear saying we can't talk about that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that they do a really good job about telling you that uh, for the people out there that are like Andy. Would it really um, kill them to tell us what malice is, where it came from, and how it's able to corrupt this stuff? This is this do. is my my, my Elden Ring brain do. telling they me it's like, yeah, oh, they gave me enough. I don't need any more. You know, it's just like it's bad stuff. That's fine. <sighs> I'm gonna go kill it. Um, well. another thing I think Tears of the Kingdom can learn from uh, Zero Dawn is their skill system. I would love to see a skill system in in Zelda. I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like skill systems. I think it's cool because you can learn cool moves. You can learn cool, like, like, you know that thing where Link, you could jump off something and then you, like, freeze in the air and it's slower so that you can aim faster and aim more directly? That would have been a cool skill to learn on a skill tree, I think. Okay. I I don't hate it. I, I think skill trees are, are fine. I love um, skill trees. Do I? I don't know. There, there is. There comes a point, and this goes back to Elden Ring too, where it's just like sometimes there's too many stats and there's too much stuff, and it's yeah. just like, dude, yeah, I, I just want to, I just want to play, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want a degree in like mathematics to have to figure out like what, what I need to do to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm like, I, I'm, I watch hockey, and sometimes when they start talking about advanced stats, it's just like, huh. And so I kind of feel that way about like when you get into some games where it's like, you know, you, you can start digging in and crafting and, and I want crafting, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I wouldn't hate a skill tree, but like, let's keep it, let's keep it accessible. Could, yeah. I think they could do it pretty like easily and something that's simple, but I, I, I like that idea because sometimes it feels like every Zelda game, especially if you're going to do a sequel where you're starting from ground zero all over again. Can, and it just feels a little, like, make it a little more exciting. Like, I'm learning from a skill tree, I guess. You you would be in tough if you were a Metroid fan. Every single game, you start from the from ground zero. Planet blows up and you lose everything. There you go. Um, trip, trip and fall, lose all your powers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Didn't Age of Calamity have a skill tree? That yeah, one was okay. Yeah, uh, it was fine. It, it, was, was, it was not okay. what I, it's uh, yeah. not exactly what I'm thinking of, though. Yeah. The Age uh, of Calamity is the opposite of Elden Ring. <laughs> Talk about combat. It's the exact opposite. That, yeah. Combat-wise. You mash a button and, like, millions of enemies go, go yeah, boom. Yeah, it's like, what am I doing? How did I do that? Eh, it doesn't matter. You, you did it. I will also, say 4,000 enemies. I had more fun with Age of Calamity, though. Yeah. I have to say. <laughs> mm, mm. Maybe, you know, maybe, the, maybe I should walk that I'm back, okay actually. With. Maybe I should walk that back. Because I... At, after I was finished with Age of Calamity, I was I was just kind of like, ugh. It left a real sour taste in my mouth. Whereas, like, there are moments where I did have a lot of fun in Elden Ring, but there were too many other moments competing with it that I was just like, 
where the philosophy really is the exact opposite. It's like yeah. the two poles of video game philosophy. It's like, do we want to give you you know, your ultimate power fantasy and just let you just mow down enemies and not think too hard and just do it, or do we want to make you have to really struggle for it? Even if even if Elden Ring, like, let's say that uh, those two poles that you just laid out, even if Elden Ring was like twenty five percent more towards Age of Calamity, that would be a huge difference. <laughs> huge difference. Um, so yeah. If you haven't played Horizon, you should check it out. It, it The first one and the second one got overlooked by Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring, respectively. So these three games, I feel like, kind of share somewhat of a kindred bond, in a way, uh, yeah. which which Tears of the Kingdom will, of course, round out in uh, less than 100 days at this point. So yep. when are we getting a Nintendo Direct, guys? I said my my official prediction was either the 15th or the 21st. Is any uh, any any logic behind those days? Those are just—it's either on a Wednesday or a Tuesday okay. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if that happens, by the way, we will do a show, but we'll we won't be able to do a, a live show while the direct is happening unless they decide to do it. You know, after we're off work, but we'll have a show for you that day when a direct happens. Is that fair to say, Al? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. This is gonna have to be the the Tears of the Kingdom one, right? Like they're gonna. Have I, I mean, to show. I mean, I mean it, ha- it has to. At this point, <laughs> it has to. We've so been I, I've that, got though, for like a year. <laughs> that's true. I've got a a piece of uh, trivia for you guys, actually. Okay. Um, do you remember? Well, actually, let me let me back this up. So my piece of trivia is as I was looking in the past, because all I heard again when I when I've been critical of Tears of the Kingdom is like a bunch of geeks just being like. Well, they didn't. They didn't reveal anything about Breath of the Wild until the 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 E3 or the story trailer in 2017, which was at the big Switch event. That was about I think it was 50 days exactly. I counted before Breath of the Wild released. So, what what are you what I, I we were I was playing Breath of the Wild nine months before release. Well, I, I that's why the argument is ridiculous. Yeah, I was like that's ridiculous. But I'm but I'm just saying. So that big. That big trailer that everybody remembers was 50 days before the actual game released. So, like, I don't know what to tell people that are that are okay with this lack of Tears of the Kingdom knowledge. Should we wait until there's only 50 days left before release to, like, finally learn what this no, game is about? I feel like I, no. I don't understand that argument because the there was so much more from E3 in 2016 yeah. than I know. 50 I know. days yeah. before the release. I, I know. I I listen. I 100% agree with that. I don't know. I don't know where this argument comes from, but uh, that that number struck me because I was like, when I saw the hundred days thing, I was like, how many days before was that was that first trailer? Because I was like, it's got to be like in the same ballpark. Like I feel like we're getting like dangerously close to this release date, and we still know nothing, basically nothing about this game. So it was a little bit shorter. It was, it was about half the time. So we're 100 days away. We're less than 100 days away now. That trailer came out with 50 days to go. But we're like within spitting distance of that. And the amount of information we know about Tears of the Kingdom or lack thereof is like astounding. Yep. For, for the biggest game they have left on the Switch that comes out in less than 100 days. I don't know. Yep. We almost made it through this whole episode without me complaining about that. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Uh, okay, anything else you want to add for Horizon Zero Dawn, Al? Um, it's a fantastic game. Go play it and then come talk to us about it because the story is so, so, so cool. Very cool. Uh, okay, Rod, thank you for defending Elden Ring and Soulsborne and 
being being the voice of a lot of uh, our listeners, I think. I think a lot of, of our listeners were wanting Al and I to shut our big mouths about Elden Ring and maybe just tell us to get good. So I appreciate you being I the fought, voice I of those guys. Good fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I get you on the hook for something later episode? Maybe maybe in the lead up to Breath of the Wild 3. You know, or something. <laughs> I think you need to do another show like this where you say, what can the Zelda series or what can Breath of the Wild learn from other open world games? You need to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Okay. You know, I've One only played Red Dead Redemption 1. games I've ever played. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I remember playing Red Dead Redemption 1 and I feel like, I, I don't know. It was okay. But two, it, did, two, it didn't like, help me. 2 does it even better. Okay. We, Red Dead Redemption 1 was good enough where I would play the second one. So, Okay. It's a uh, it's a deal. Um, okay, right. well we're gonna get out of here. Uh, let us know what you think about Elden Ring, about Horizon, and about uh, any influences that you would like to see those games have on Tears of the Kingdom. Let us know over on Discord, and you can let us know over on Twitter. I am at Spateri three sixteen. Al is at Allison Aletha. Rod is at Rod the Master, and we are at the Zelda Cast. And you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, five star review would be awesome. Uh, tell your Zelda friends where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. And uh, that's it. I think that's all the plug-in that we have. So we are going to go ahead and get out of here. And everybody, we will see you next week. Take care.